Roderick Strong, Tyler Rust, Hideki Suzuki, and Malcolm Bivens officially joined forces to form the long-awaited Diamond Mine. Strong's new faction completely ignored his old Undisputed Era stablemates of Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Colbebe to attack the NXT Cruiserweight Champion Kushida. I'm Ryan Joy and I run MinutesToBellTime.com, a website and database tracking pro wrestling from around the world. On today's show, we're talking about Diamond Mine and how it fits into the overall NXT picture and their Cruiserweight division. John Smith is in the house. We have headlines from the last 24 hours and this is the Daily Wrestling News Show for June 23rd, 2021, where we sort through all the bullshit in wrestling news to find you the truth. All right, John Smith, are you ready to talk about the Diamond Mine? Yes, I am. I got my brand new desk set up finally. The saga of the desk is over. Now I just got to take the next week to put stuff on my wall so it doesn't look so blah. The news of the night last night was about the Diamond Mine. We've been waiting for weeks and maybe months even as NXT showed us footage of this MMA-themed video package featuring, we didn't know what it was, but after last night's main event, the Diamond Mine revealed themselves to be Roderick Strong, Hideki Suzuki, Tyler Rust, and Malcolm Bivens. According to Fightful, the Diamond Mine has been planned for months, but they were waiting for a good opportunity where they could take center stage on an episode of NXT. And they sure did. They sure did last night, John. Yeah. And when I first saw who it was with Roderick strong, I wasn't too sold on it. And then Malcolm Bivids crept out from the corner and I was like, all right, good. They have a mouthpiece now. Cause I don't know how good uh, Roddy would be in like an Adam Cole type of role in a faction. But I think that he'll be able to say just the small things like what Roman used to do. Yeah, I'm really glad to see Roderick Strong, who is an exceptional wrestler, put into a featured spot. But rather than have him taken down by his weakness, which I think talking is a weakness, they put a manager in there. And then Malcolm Bivens is a guy who has had a bunch of false starts. He had induced share. And that didn't really work. And then he had a sort of a half start with Tyler Rust. But now he's got something to like sink his teeth into. And this faction looks like it it might be able to do something here. Yeah, it kind of gave me an Imperium vibe a little bit. They were wearing pants. So they have that. Fightful had also reported earlier in the day, and we didn't talk about this on the Daily Wrestling News show yesterday or on the Essential Wrestling Podcast because there really wasn't much to it. But they had reported yesterday around midday that there's been a long working plan to emphasize the cruiserweight division and the cruiserweight title more and they had that from the from officials at the performance center but fightful said that we could expect more storylines and bigger names integrated into the division and i thought well they're putting kashida against kyle o'reilly that's a good start but now you see they're coming coming back around to it and they've got Roderick Strong, who clearly is going to be going after Kushida now. And I can't wait for a Kushida-Roddy match. I think that'll be great. Yeah, and they're shying away from the fact that the, all their guys are are smaller guys. They they didn't make it known, or they didn't talk about it, or I don't know what I'm trying to say. But like now you got big guys going after the Cruiserweight title, so it's not even a Cruiserweight title. It's just like the third championship. And Tyler Rust is also probably Cruiserweight i would say he's probably below the 205 limit this suzuki guy who i don't know 
at all. He is not a cruiserweight. <laughs> He's a big guy. And I guess how I would describe him from the research that I've done is he was an independent wrestler in Japan. He wrestled all over the place, but never had a really long run anywhere where he established himself. So he's like an indie darling over there. And then he's been in the United States and I guess he's working as a coach in, in NXT. So this is really interesting, John. Yeah. It really brings a different perspective to things. I had never heard of him. I looked him up the same way you did. And I did earmark a match to watch, but I didn't get time to do it yet. But you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do because it's always nice to see somebody that you never seen before. Sure. And then Tyler Rust, he had a couple of matches under the, the guidance of Malcolm Bivens a few months ago. He was the guy who stood up to Timothy Thatcher during the Thatches Thatch Can sessions. I saw him in the Ring of Honor Pure Tournament last year, and he was all over New Japan Strong before he got signed at NXT. So he's another interesting member of this group. All these guys are really getting something going where I was afraid Roddy Strong was going to get left in the dust when the Undisputed Era broke up. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing about him and Bobby Fish, to be honest with you. But I'm just happy that this new faction is coming to light because we've been waiting for it for so long now. I know, I know. And I, it makes me wonder, You do you think we're going to immediately go to Kushida's Roddy at Great American Bash? Or do you think they're going to put that off? Maybe we get Kushida versus Tyler Rust at Great American Bash. And okay. if Tyler Rust wins, then... Roddy gets a shot at it, maybe, and then Roddy helps him win, obviously. Sure. That's, that's what I'm thinking might happen. Yeah. In any case, I'm pretty excited for this. I think that, you know, when we lost the Undisputed Era, they had run their course. We've had, they were around for years. They dominated NXT. They were a great faction for the brand, but they've done everything they could do. And since they've dissolved, you had Kyle O'Reilly, he went right up the card. Adam Cole still at the top of the card. Bobby Fish is probably in trouble. But Roderick, Roderick Strong now has something that he can sink his tooth into. And we have another faction. So we have Legato del Fantasma. We have Imperium. And now we got the Diamond Mine all running around in NXT. So Yeah, not to mention Hit Row. Hit Row. Yeah, that's right. Top yeah. Dollar. Top Dollar is money, man. He just looks the part. He He's awesome for what that role is and uh, your boys ever rise they found out last night in pretty quick fashion <laughs> yeah they did they didn't even get to commercial break exactly so i think that's our main story it's it's a light news day but that diamond mine is a big deal and we're going to get into some of the other headlines right after the commercial break if you love the Daily Wrestling News Show, then I want to tell you how you can support us. First, check out BodySlamClothes.com. You can get a variety of shirts for just $20, and all of them come in the super soft style, and the price you see includes all sizes and shipping. Get 10% off two or more shirts with the promo code SHIRTS10. Go to BodySlamClothes.com right now to check it out. And join Joey Jarzanka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Friday nights for the Primetime Rundown. They take you through the world of sports, the show kicks off at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And each Tuesday, Al Carl hosts the Essential Wrestling Podcast alongside John Smith, myself, John DeConi, and Gary Mahaffey. It's another week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. Here are our analysis on who we think is going to win the week's matches. Coverage begins at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. 
and Pro Wrestling Pick'em. It's a place where you can join or host a Pick'em League to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling. Create an account and join a league now at ProWrestlingPick'em.com so you can play against your friends or play against the universe. And the Body Slam Brigade newsletter, currently going out to over 4,200 people each Friday. It consolidates all the top stories in professional wrestling into a quick-to-read email written by me for you for free. Sign up now at BodySlamBrigade.com. And of course, this show, the Daily Wrestling News Show. We're here every day, Monday through Thursday, and occasionally on Friday. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or watch us live on Facebook and YouTube at 10 a.m. This is the Daily Wrestling News Show, and we thank you for your support. And that's the headline portion of the day. But again, programming note, the primetime rundown is on Mondays at 7 o'clock, despite the commercial saying Friday at whatever time it was on Friday. Also, some other news out of NXT last night, the Great American Bash. We have a couple of more matches, John. MSK versus Ciampa and Thatcher for the men's tag titles will take place at Great American Bash as we discussed on the Essential Wrestling Podcast last night. We saw this one coming for sure, right? Yeah, and it almost seems like it's time for MSK to drop those belts, and who better than these two? Because they're due for a breakup at some point, so why not it be over a tag team title loss in the future? Sure. And it's a clash of styles, right? Like MSK, they're quick. They use speed. They're fast. They flip and stuff like that. Thatcher and Ciampa, Thatcher specifically is more technical. Ciampa is more of a brawler type of guy. So this this is an interesting pairing these two teams and we also talked last night about flash morgan webster and mark andrews potentially coming over and if they do come over man do we need to see that msk and match with them we have our tag team title match but we also are going to have a second tag team title match at great american bash but we don't know who candace larray and indy hartwell will be defending against it's going to be either raquel gonzalez and dakota kai or Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart, or Io Shirai and Zoe Stark. You have a favorite here, John. They're going to compete next week to determine the number one contender in a triple threat tag match. I'm going to go with Io and Zoe, or some sort of no contest interference where it ends up being a four way match. Okay. I have. I was the, thinking the same thing. I was eyeing up that Io Shirai and Zoe Stark team because. Why throw them together for such a short little thing here? And then you can have Raquel defend the, the women's title against probably Shotzi Blackheart on the same night. In any case, I think that's what we're looking forward to next week. We have a triple threat match on NXT between those three teams to determine who's going to face Candice and Indy. And uh, John and I are both calling it Io, Shirai, and Zoe Stark. So. Also, what's up with those uh, the battery charging when they come back from commercial? Have you noticed that? Yes, and I thought that was related to Diamond Mind, although, or Diamond Mine, although I, I don't really see the parallel, so maybe it's yeah. something else. The last yeah. we saw was 51%, right? Yeah, and it seems like when's the Great American Bash? Two weeks or next week? It is July 3rd or 4th, whatever that week is. Oh, okay, and so I, two so I think weeks from yesterday. Yeah. Okay, yeah, First, it seems like it might hit 100% at the bash. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, and it, I, when I say that, I, like, if it was Diamond Mine, there would have been a thing on the the video screen that would have shown it get to 100%, and then they would have came. So I don't think it's related at all. So a new debut, perhaps? 
Yeah, I'm thinking of an individual. I don't know who it could be, but geez, it's it's reminded me a little bit of the Y2J countdown. Not it's not as hyped up at all or anything like that, but it's just each week you're just getting it a little more. Now, was this on previous weeks? I saw it last yeah. night. I didn't notice it before. It started I, uh, either last week or two weeks ago. It started at zero percent, and then it started then it clicked to one, and then like it just you know, faded away. And then the next time you saw it, it was up to 10%. It's one of those things that they always do as they come back from commercial. So you almost don't know if you're still watching a commercial or not. And Diamond Mine was similar to that. Yeah, and the Tian Sha stuff a few months ago was the same way. Yeah. I missed the first couple of them because of that. Right. Yep. The other match that we have for next week's NXT is Mercedes Martinez and Jake Atlas versus Zia Lee and Boa. Boy, I don't I, I to me it's Zia Lee's got the singles victory over Mercedes. I just don't feel like she's losing anything, but maybe Boa's there to take a pin. I don't know. What do you think, John? Yeah, it also seems like Atlas is there to take a pin also. Maybe uh, the third what's her name? I forget the third girl. Mercedes Martinez? No, uh and Tian Sha. Oh, the... oh Miyang. Miyang. Yeah, Miyang. I, maybe she'll give like some sort of death blow to to Jake Atlas while the ref isn't looking, and then we get Boa with the uh, victory somehow. I feel like the Nigerian nail would be a great move for her. Yeah, maybe two of them at the same time, one on each yeah. side. There you go. Mongolian chop style, for sure. I think that covers up on NXT, but we have some Ring of Honor. July 3rd, Mark versus Jay Briscoe, live from Sandy Fork, Delaware. They're going to have a fight on the farm. John, this reminds me of the Deaners match with the North they had. It was like a cinematic match on Impact. Do you remember that? They fought on the, the Deaner compound. It's going to be just like that, I think. <laughs> I, unfortunately, that was probably right before I started watching. I did not see that. That sounds awesome, though. Yeah, it was It was interesting. It was like one of the first couple of weeks of the pandemic when they were when impact was trying different things. And so they had the North versus the Deaners on the Deaner compound. This feels a lot like the same Mark and Jay Briscoe chicken farmers in Delaware. So <laughs> they should be duking it out over the cages and stuff. I hope no egg broken. That would be sad. <laughs> <laughs> in other news on ring of honor, best in the world in Baltimore, July 11th has its first title match. It's going to be Tony Deppin versus dragon Lee. And then glory by honor in Philadelphia in August 20th and 21st, the night one's headlined by flip Gordon challenging for the ring of honor world championship night two headlined by Roosh and dragon Lee facing bandito and Ray Horace. So that's your ring of honor update. And then, John, no AEW tonight. It's so funny that for weeks and weeks, actually for over a year, Wednesday night was the night for wrestling. And then both companies have seemed to leave it for the whole month of June. <laughs> yeah, for all these real sports. Come on. Yeah, yeah. We don't need no basketball. Is that what's that's what it's we're being interrupted for? That's what AEW is for, and I think NXT got moved for hockey. So nothing to watch except I will say Ring of Honor Women's Wednesday, a half hour show that's on YouTube, like in the habit of watching wrestling on Wednesday and they don't have anything. You can go check that out for nothing. It's free, it's half hour, it's low investment. So it's usually one women's match a week. And then also this week, I you have to look it up because I didn't I don't know what time it is, but on Hulu. WWE has main event. That's every Wednesday. I don't know what time it is, so you have to look it up. But 
this week, Carrying Cross and Bronson Reed are going to be on there. So you'll have that and a bunch of recaps of Raw and SmackDown. So two matches there might be fun to watch if you have a free open Wednesday where you normally watch wrestling. Yeah, this is really odd to me that they would put the two champions on main event like that, but maybe they're getting ready to call both of them up. That's what it feels like, because why else would they do it? But honestly, it still doesn't make sense because they have all the time in the world they could tape two other matches. If they just wanted to have Bronson Reed and Karrion Cross come up and have a couple of matches in front of Vince McMahon, they could have taped them for some lost matches video they could do years from now. But but it's weird that they would tape them for television. Yeah, and the thought of carrying cross without Scarlet really pains me. So I really hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, they've got to figure that out. And I'm I'm actually curious just to see what Cross's entrance might look like in the Thunderdome because that might be the big story after we see on AEW news. We did just talk about them not being on television tonight, but we do know that next month, John Silver is getting his own pay-per-view. It's called the butcher cometh John Silver, the meat man. It's going to be focused on the early matches of John Silver's career. John, I don't know what to say, but this is probably going to be great. If anything else, it's going to be funny. I know that much because he's gold in front of the camera. Maybe his early matches aren't, too much to brag about but i'm sure they'll they'll have, it'll have real good production value yeah as long as they intersperse some commentary from him on this thing i think it'll be great and and somebody is i don't know who's doing these but they're doing one a month and last month they did alex reynolds so he has the same type of treatment his is called yours truly which is not nearly as funny as the meat man but <laughs> that's already out and i guess they're going to be doing a different one every month so if you if you like that kind of thing, you can check that out. Yeah, it seems like a good way to get like lower level guys more fans. The whole concept is that it's showing the early days of these wrestlers who have come through and and toppled everything. And then news out of Japan this morning, we have new junior tag team champions. Sho and Yo lost the titles to Taiji Ishimori and Al Fantasmo. Al Fantasmo, who had been recently on Impact. If you're not a New Japan fan, you may know him from there. So new champions over there. So, John, we got about 10 minutes left in the show today, and I'm out of headlines and everything. So let's do a little Money in the Bank talk. We talked All about right. a little bit on the Essential Wrestling Podcast last night, but you have thoughts on who you think might be the, the winner of this thing. Yeah, my first thought, I'd seen a question that WWE had posted on either their Twitter or their Facebook. It said, who should challenge Bobby Lashley next? And I wrote the fiend right now, thinking that he would be coming back last night or two nights ago. Mm-hmm. And Randy Orton at SummerSlam, because I was thinking Riddle would win the money in the bank. Then maybe Randy could take the title from Bobby. And then that would be like a really awesome dynamic where Riddle has the briefcase, but he would never cash in on his champion, his bro, his RK bro. I wouldn't do you dirty, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. It's interesting. The Fiend, like you said, he thought he might come back to on at Hell in a Cell. He didn't. And I don't know when this man is going to resurface. This doesn't seem like there's an opening anywhere. But he's such a big character in WWE. They've got to have him for SummerSlam, right? You would think so. But you would also want to promote him. So maybe he's got to come back in the next few weeks for them to do that. Or even two weeks before SummerSlam, at least. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they've got live fans coming back next month. And Money in the Bank is the first big show. They have a SmackDown, and then they have Money in the Bank, and then they got Raw. Those are the first three shows. And it, it would make sense. I, it's hard not to remember Brock Lesnar making a big splash and winning the Money in the Bank a few years ago as a surprise entrant. But at the same time, there's like five or six alternates on the Raw side already for the Money in the Bank. You've got Sheamus and Jinder Mahal and Cedric Alexander, who all want to be in this match. It would be very weird for The Fiend to take all of them out and then also Ricochet or something so he could get in there. Or maybe he just gets inserted. Maybe it's a nine man. They've done ten before, so we're looking at we're looking at eight right now for from each show. It could go up to ten. Who knows? And so next week on Raw, we talked about this yesterday, but next week on Raw we have the last chance between AJ Styles, Randy Orton, and Drew McIntyre. One of those guys is going to make the Money in the Bank match. And then on SmackDown side, do you have some thoughts there? Because we've been watching the slow and steady rise of Big E. You've always got Sami Zayn who can go in, but is there a guy from SmackDown that you think if he's in the match, I might switch my pick? Maybe Jey Uso, because mm-hmm. it could be also that same dynamic I was talking about with Riddle and and Randy Orton, but obviously different because it's the family or whatever. But yeah, I could see Jey Uso winning it, or maybe even Jimmy Uso for that matter. Maybe sure. both of them are in it. Mm-hmm. And then on the women's side. So we, we just had finished up this little short conversation we had on The Fiend. Alexa Bliss made the match. And The Fiend, it's, it would be hard for me to imagine The Fiend coming back and not addressing the Alexa Bliss situation. So maybe he gets involved there somehow. But I, I don't know how you you can't do a Fiend versus Alexa Bliss program. But there, maybe you do Lily the Doll versus The Fiend. I don't know. You could do it. We, we already saw Randy Orton versus Alexa Bliss. And she came out with the victory. She, Although I think it was a victory for Randy Orton, too, considering the way she pinned him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Super Nikki Cross is in there as well. I don't know who from the SmackDown side that I think they could squeeze in a big name here, though. I, I think either Bailey or Sasha Banks is going to be in the Money in the Bank match itself. Yeah, absolutely. I, I could see Cesaro winning on the men's side, too, now that I'm looking at the roster here. Oh, that's a good point. Cesaro would be another good entrant. And I guess even Seth Rollins too, right? Either one of those yeah. guys. I don't know if we want to go down that road again. Seth Rollins carrying the briefcase for nine months. Maybe he could deck that thing out so it matches his suit every week. Yeah, have bedazzle it every week. <laughs> All right. Well, that's Money in the Bank. That's have We finished up Hell in a Cell weekend last weekend. John, any words of advice for the people this week? I do, and they're actually positive words of advice today. Normally, it's because something negative has happened to me at some point, but I've I got I bought this juice cleanse, six six juices a day for five days, and I had it in my freezer for you know clogging up my freezer for the past like month and a half, like putting it off, and I'm actually really happy that I did it. The first day sucked, but after that, like I'm just used to not eating now. I haven't had a thing to eat since Saturday. I'm on day four or five right now, and it's going strong. So if anybody who's been thinking about it, word of advice, do it. It really makes you feel better. Yeah, I've done a few of those. I've done a few of those in my in the past, and I did one not that long ago, and I was totally off caffeine and feeling great and sleeping well and everything. Yeah, I hear you. I think that's a good a uh, good word of advice. It's a yeah. That's one. That's one thing uh, that I don't 
partake in is the caffeine. I don't drink coffee or anything, but I haven't had a beer since Saturday. So I'm definitely sleeping better myself. That is a pro tip. All right. We're going to end a little early. Thanks, everybody, for watching. For John, I am Ryan, and we will catch you next time.